let's check out the Retro Flag handheld controller for Nintendo Switch. I am super hyped for today's video because of some of the features it has, but also because of the sort of inspiration that they've taken for this controller. Retro Flag did send us this for free, but this is not a paid promotion, so all opinions are still my own. And this is not a review either, this is a first look and unboxing. A review will come after I spent a few weeks using it. So this is the box, and it's orange, just like today's background, but you can see it's a little bit different. It's not your normal Joy-Con sort of slide on alternatives. This thing is like a whole kind of dock style thing where you slide the Switch into it. Handheld controller for Switch? I mean, could have had a better name, couldn't it? So here we go, this this is it, right? And let's take it out, let's take it out, and oh yes. Oh yes, look at that. Just look at that. And you can see why there's a GameCube controller in the corner, because this is heavily inspired by the GameCube. I mean, we've got a transparent purple sort of colorway just here for the actual device. And we've got the colored buttons in the GameCube aesthetic, which is really nice. Obviously the GameCube like layout is different. We'll talk about that in a minute. We've got a C stick in the corner. So the C stick is still GameCube style. You know, it's just a little nubbin as I like to call it on the end there, rather than this style where you've got like an actual thing on the bottom, but it's still like a GameCube where you've got the circles around it. Then we have a monstrously huge D-pad. Like, look at the size of that compared to my thumb. That That is probably one of the biggest D-pads I've seen on a Joy-Con alternative ever. We've got some buttons as well. And on the back, you can see there's some ergonomic grips. So they have really thought about this. We've got some triggers and feeling them. Yeah, they are digital. They are not analog triggers. So, you know, you don't get that analog trigger that you got with the GameCube, but then pretty much no game support analog triggers anyway. So does that really matter? Probably not. So we've got a plus button up here. We've got a minus button here. We've got, I guess, a screenshot button there. We've got a little star looking thing and something else over here. Then we get just here, we've got a power delivery port. So this does support power delivery, even when the dock, you know, the switch is docked in here. And there is a reason why this is here in the first place. But first impressions, I mean, I'm digging the look of this. Like it looks really well made and feeling it, like rubbing my hand all over it. There's no like sharp edges. Like the quality is actually really nice. I'm actually overly surprised of how good this is. And this just here as well is felt. So it's gonna protect the back of your Switch. And we've got some ports just here for our vents. So first impressions are really, really liking the look of this. And if you're liking the look of this, well then you're gonna like the sound of this even more because the features are insane. So the features are as follows. This has motion controls. Yep, it's got six axis gyro, which is absolutely insane. It has vibration support. So there are rumble motors in there. We've got turbo. We've got a button swap for on the fly swapping of buttons. So you can remap the buttons just with this, which is ridiculous. And then the big thing, the one ruler to rule them all, which I'm really hoping after I've actually tested this and done a full blown review, this is going to be an absolute game changer. Are you ready for it? This cannot drift ever because it uses Hall Effect sensing joysticks from Gulakit. Is that how you say it? Gulakit? Something like that. 
But basically, what that means, if you're thinking, Andy, I don't have a clue what you're meaning. Well, you know you get Joy-Con drift with the actual Joy-Cons here. And if you don't know what drift is, drift over time just means that like the direction will start being pushed, even though you're not touching anything. Like your camera will start spinning or your character will start walking without you doing anything. Drift happens because these joysticks, which are used in everything, by the way, not just in Joy-Cons, but pretty much all controllers, is physical parts moving over themselves to create the input that then the console will detect and then apply, right? So over time, all these physical parts start wearing down. You've got dust and debris and all this other rubbish and like maybe paint even from the controller that gets inside that joystick and that causes it to malfunction and it causes drift. It can happen on pretty much any controller other than the original Dreamcast, which takes me to the point of these, which are hall effect sensors. So you're thinking, okay, what's a hall effect sensor? Well, instead of having moving friction parts, these hall effect use magnets. So magnets mean there's there's no touch. You know, there's there's no friction there. There's no physical contact between the parts. It's all magnetic. So it just floats around itself. And I mentioned the Dreamcast because the Dreamcast had this technology way back in the 90s, which is insane, or maybe 2000. And for some reason, it just got thrown away and everyone went back to the rubbish ones which are going to break. So Hall Effect Sensing is absolutely ridiculous. And I've no idea why not everything uses it. It's probably done to cost but you know I really really want everything to use it but this right here is the first Joy-Con alternative the first switch accessory where you can play handheld and have Hall effect sensors. So there's a reason why I'm making a big deal out of this because this, in theory, providing you don't drop it and snap it off or something like that, can never drift. It will just never drift. There will still be a life expectancy on the parts but as opposed to like normal ones, this will be miles and miles and miles greater longevity. So that is why I'm making such a big deal over this. And of course, I'm a little bit biased because I absolutely love the GameCube and I love what they've done having that inspiration here on a why like you know why they've chosen to design it after a GameCube and I absolutely love that and you're probably thinking yeah well and it doesn't have the hexagonal like cutouts for the joysticks and it doesn't have the correct button placement and well there's kind of a reason for that too because if they did go with the original style which is this right here right so this sort of like hexagonal thing and the weird button placement, if they went with this, they are completely limiting their target audience, right? The only people that want this are Super Smash Brothers players. That's it. Maybe if you like Mario Sunshine and want to play that. But other than that, this is pretty much a Smash controller these days. So if they've done that on this, well, then they're completely limiting who their target audience is. I, for one, absolutely prefer that they've chosen this design because I can now play all of the games I want without any difficulty. All the button placements are exactly the same place and I've still got that nostalgia of that amazing mini C-stick there and the sort of like circular top end of this and a really nice big D-pad, which when you look at the original one, it's tiny, but, but this one is absolutely massive. So I prefer that they've taken the aesthetics from the GameCube and then kept it all in the original Switch layout. That's that's my opinion, so uh, deal with it. And if you really, really, really want a GameCube style Joy-Con alternative, well then subscribe, because we might have some coming at some point.
Let me just compare the colorway because I've seen some people saying online on forums and stuff, eh, well, it's kind of more blue. And it's like, well, I would say this is purple. So to me, this is actually purple. And the thing is, is it's not exactly identical to the original. Because if I get the original controller here, it is close enough for me to say that it's still purple as opposed to blue that people are saying. So hopefully you can see that this is purple, but everyone's eyesight's different. What you might see is blue, I might see is purple and vice versa. But anyway, let's stick the switch in it and give it a go, shall we? So of course it's like this. We're gonna have to slide the switch in out. And of course this does fit the original switch as well, not just the OLED, but because we've got the OLED here today, that's what I'm gonna be using. And I'm just going to pop this in here and very gently because I don't wanna damage it. Oh wow, that fits in really nicely. I'm just going to like slide that down and ching that went in there so easily like the resistance of popping that in was great like that was really really good and it gives it a really good heft as well like that feels lush like the ergonomics of this thing is just great there's there's no flexibility in this like that that is nice and like sturdy. I'm really digging that. And I'm digging the weight. Like it's got a bit more heft to it. And I actually really like that. I really like that. The, the ergonomics here are amazing. The, the kind of downside is there's no back paddles, but they've already got button swap. So you've got button swap and turbo as well. And the only other kind of negative might be the game cartridge slot because it doesn't open all the way. Now, I don't know how easily you're gonna see this with my hands in the way, but that doesn't open all the way. So you will be able to get games in and out of that, but they could have been like a little cut out here. That's all I'm saying. There is one thing you need to do before you can even use this controller. So I'm going to show you. And what we need to do is have the pro controller wired communication on. So you need to have that on because these connect via the USB-C, which is exactly why we have a USB-C port on the base just here. So that is why that's there. And the other benefit of this is that there's no lag because it's not wirelessly connecting. It's connecting as if it was a wired pro controller. So this is going to be insanely like, you know, stable essentially, which is amazing. So let's just have a quick run round on Super Mario Sunshine. The buttons feel great. Like all of these are super consistent. They don't feel like different in between each other. The actuation's great. There's no pre or post travel. It's just go. And I'm really digging that. The shoulder buttons feel lush. Like they feel really, really nice actually. <laughs> I am digging that a lot. Even the back triggers, like seriously, this the, the quality of this is insane. Like I, I have to say this is just ridiculous because I have tested a lot of Joy-Con alternatives and a lot of controllers. And I might have to say it, just from inspecting this immediately, I think this could be the best quality and the best feature packed Joy-Con alternative for handheld gameplay that there probably is out there ever for right now. That's saying something. The joysticks have a great tension and they like return to center like immediately. And they just, they just feel great. They really, really do. Like I am digging, digging that. And the D-pad, the D-pad feels nice. It really feels nice. And normally I'm a bit meh on D-pads, but I'm really, really liking that. I really am. And yeah, I mean, this this is just fantastic. Like <laughs> I'm actually super duper hyped as you can probably tell, like, 
how good this is. Oh, and the rumble. I only just felt the rumble. Oh, that's good. Okay, let's let's change to this. Does this rumble? Oh, it does. Oh, the rumble's good. Like, and it's not noisy. Hang on. That's really good rumble. For, for not HD rumble, there, it feels like there's big motors in there. So it's got quite a big, you know, like the movement of the weight spinning around to give that rumble feels like it's got quite a big area. And I kind of like that. Like it feels like the whole thing's moving. And it's not like a hideous, if anyone's seen my reviews of like the, the MOBA pads, those are great, but the rumble is so intense. It's so loud and it's so like ugh, aggressive. This is more subtle and I'm digging it. Here you go on this camera, you can see how my hand placement is and how nicely this grips. Like it feels so nice in the hand. It is a hefty thing and these big wedges just here really feel good in your hand. Like it just feels super premium. Like if someone sent this to me in a box and it said like official Nintendo product, it would fool me. It really would. How much is it? Well, this is currently only available in Canada and America. So they were kind enough to send one over to us here in the UK, but they're only actually available on Amazon in America and Canada and they retail for $50, $50. That's really good. I think that's amazing. I would pay that right away to buy one of these. I really would. And to be honest, I was actually considering buying one before I contacted them asking for a sample because I believed in the Hall Effect sensors that much. But anyway, links are gonna be down in the description. So what do you think of this controller? Are you as excited about Hall Effect sensors as me? Because I am. Like honestly, this thing right here has blown my mind on my first impressions. This has probably made the best first, in first impressions on me than anything I've ever tested on this channel. Make sure you're subscribed if you wanna see the full in-depth review. Give me a few weeks to test it properly and well then, you know, you'll see that video. And for now, why don't you go and check out some of these Joy-Con alternatives which you can find on the channel if that's what you're looking for. But let me know what your thoughts are down below and subscribe, just do it.